What's going on? Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Jim Eikenhoff our Pelicans.com. We're joined today by the television voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Joel Myers. You can hear him on Valley Sports New Orleans. Preseason schedule was just announced. We'll get to that maybe at the end, but we got to talk summer league today as the Pelicans come away with another victory yesterday over the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're now 2-0 with two more games to go before they figure out what their next step is. Potentially could be a championship game but joel let's uh, let's start with you how the heck are you how's the offseason treating you good uh just got back from las vegas watched some practices with the uh, summer league edition of the pals and really encouraged guys feels real strong about the two draft picks and and that's because both guys let the game come to them they don't force things and i mean whether it's murphy outside in game one or murphy on the floater like he was in game two and then Herb Jones just, he knows how to play. He's a composed young man. And they're both, I spoke with both briefly after practice each, uh, I was there Saturday and Sunday practices. And uh, both guys are a good fit. This is this is healthy for the locker room. You got to be talented. You better be able to play. But it's also nice if you bring in guys that are respectful and they were, like anything I said to Trey Murphy was, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it was it was good. It was it's a very, very good atmosphere right now with Willie and what the guys have going in Las Vegas. And they're playing well. I'll get to Jim's thoughts on it in a second. But what do you think about yesterday's win? Again, seems to be the theme, at least. You know, the game is close for the first half, and the Pelicans make some adjustments, pull away in the second. What did you like about game two, the win over the Thunder yesterday, Joel? Kyra. Kyra and Kyra. A, and I talked to Kyra, and I told him how much I'd love to see him work on his floater game. And he was respectful, and he's a really good young man. So uh, he, he was hitting the threes. He saw the couple of threes early on the wing, uh, but he also had some runners. And I've said this to you guys before. When I, I did the Spurs many moons ago, Tony Parker, I was there for his rookie season, and he couldn't hit a 15-footer, but he could hit a teardrop, and he got rid of it before the big impact of the play. And so Kyra has this amazing gift. You can't teach what he's got, which is speed. He's a really good natural athlete, and he's he's getting better at the defensive end of the floor. You can see that over the first couple of games, too. So I like what Kotra's doing. And then Najee looks like he's varsity against the JV. The confidence factor, the body language, everything about him. There's a lot to like what we've seen from guys that are going to fit into the regular season roster. I don't know how many minutes Herb will get. Trey is definitely going to be a factor because you can't substitute what he brings. That's a big wing and a guy that can hit threes, uh, but everything is progressing accordingly. So like the picks uh, by Griff and Trajan, basketball ops, win included. So it's a really good situation what's going on right now in Las Vegas. I wish it was October already, guys. Same here. What about you, Jim? Yeah, Joel, you know, um, I, I think we're going to talk about some of the veteran additions that, that came aboard during the offseason later on, but I think one of the things that, I always know going into every season is one of the hardest things to predict in terms of whether a team's going to get better or not is whether the players on the roster already are making strides. And I think the couple guys that you just mentioned, I think have shown a lot of good signs in terms of Kyra and Najee Marshall in terms of, it looks like they're more comfortable. looks like their, their confidence is, is up a level. And I think, you know, we might see more production from them, more efficiency. I know that's one thing that Kyra is definitely focusing on is bringing up his field goal percentage, his three-point percentage. Um, his assist to turnover ratio was great already as a rookie. 
which is not something you see too often from first year point guards. So I really like what I've seen from those guys in the first couple summer league games. Didi Lozada, who I guess we could consider a second year player because technically he played three regular season games at the end of last season and had really a couple weeks with the with the Pelicans on the NBA uh, roster towards the end of the regular season. Um, he also, I think, is, looks more confident in his jump shot um, and has had a lot of good signs. Def- defensively, we're still seeing his how pesky he is and how much he gets in people's faces and hounds uh, ball handlers. Um, but, you know, one of the things that Joel mentioned at the very start, too, where he talked about how Trey Murphy and Herb Jones, they let the game come to him, come to them. Um, I would, I thought, you know, a lot of people after Trey Murphy had 26 points in the first summer league game, were thinking, you know, how is he going to come back in the second game? Is he going to score a bunch of points and make a bunch of threes? And, and he really didn't. He had a pretty quiet game with 10 points, but I think it's really to his credit that he wasn't out there hunting shots and trying to f- force things because, because I think a lot of guys after the game that he had, um, against the Bulls would have come out against OKC and been like, okay, I need to get my shots up. But he really didn't play like that, which I think is, you know, a good sign as far as him being able to fit in and blend in with the team. Um, Summer League Ross squad just so far, it just seems like they do have really good chemistry. We talked about that a lot after the first game, and it, it seems like that's one of the reasons why they've been able to be successful and just pull away from the two teams that they've played against so far. Yeah, and Daniel, but let me just jump in quickly because Jim brought up a good point on DD. And Didi last year, when he took a jumper, it seemed like it was short all the time. Well, Didi's obviously been in the weight room, and he looks cut. He looks toned. He, he, you don't have to live in the weight room, but you have to increase. And what he did was you, he increased his range. His stroke looks really good now. It's not short. If anything, his three ball is long. So give him credit. Didi's been in the gym, and I know that from talking to Matt Ryan and our guys in basketball ops and Matt, head of media, Didi has put in the time. And it shows early in summer league, uh, the three ball looks really good and confident. He's really got a confidence about him. So, and that comes with, as Jim said, guarantees. When you get a contract and teams invest in you like Najee and like Didi, that means a lot. And you can tell right away. Their body language is totally different and they look really strong. And it also helps that Didi's been working with Fred Vincent on a shot during the the offseason as well. And of course, Vincent is known for helping players develop their shots. So you can see yesterday with those corner threes by DD certainly looked a lot better than it did last year. So very encouraging signs there. Uh, but we brought up the defense. I feel like, of course, Willie Green touched on that um, during his press conference. And every time we've talked to him, defense has been on his mind. And, you know, you see Najee, you know, guarding someone right in his face, you know, up 15 late in the game. Uh, it just seems like this team defensively, the presence they have, it's just showing what types of, of principles that Willie Green's trying to, you know, establish with them. What did you see defensively? I'll start with Jim yesterday in the win over OKC. They've been very scrappy. They've hustled a ton. I I noted in one of the things I tweeted about, there was a play where Najee dove after a ball near the sideline and you could hear his skin kind of scrape against the ground. So against the court. So that was cool to see. Um, It's, it's, it is good to see just the intensity level has been high, even though, it is quote unquote only summer league. Um, I thought Alvarado too, who's on a two-way contract was really scrappy and was uh, I think Christian Clark, our friend from uh, NOLA.com tweeted something to the effect that he's everywhere. You don't expect him to be. He's kind of popping up in spots on defense on defense and coming up with steals. So he was a, another factor as well, but it just seems like um, 
just across the board. They've, they've done a good job. And for whatever reason, they've, they've um, cranked up the intensity in the second half. They've been swarming people. And that's one of the reasons why they've held big advantages in the after halftime of these first two games. You know, I'm glad, Jim, that you felt really strong that Najee went to the floor and got that strawberry, you know, and <laughs> he hit the deck. I get a kick out of it. It's okay that he got the strawberry. It wasn't Jim <laughs> out of the ground to make that save. And that hey, play, I, I, used to do, I used to do that all the time. It. I used to do that all the time when I played. So, but, yeah, like, but yeah, you're right. You look, yeah, with knee pads and what else? <laughs> he wore a helmet during the games, but nonetheless, it's still dope for the balls. <laughs> I, I do like what they're doing defensively. It starts with the guards, though, guys. It starts out front. And if the guards break down, then everything's in scramble mode. So it's going to be up to the guards, whether it's Najee in Summer League with Kyra. Uh, it starts there. And then Herb, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, he's got great defensive principles. You can tell. Saw that block he had, kind of a sneaky block out on the perimeter that led to a fast break and an easy bucket in game one. So it can't get any worse. It's got to get better defensively, but it starts with the guards. There's no question about that. Yeah, Joel. I mean, I think one of the problems that we've seen the last couple of years, unfortunately, is teams just being able to get into the paint and opposing guards being able to, you know, get in the lane and cause problems. So um, they have to Pelicans across the board. They have to be better at stopping the ball. And it seems like that's the beginning of the, a lot of the breakdowns that happened last season where, um, you know, we're going to be talking to Garrett Temple who played for the Bulls last year. They had 25 threes in a game against the Pelicans and it wasn't just one time that that happened. So really at the point of attack, that's what we're hoping to see a big improvement defensively. And um, at least in summer league so far, we've seen that there's some guys that can do that at a, at a higher rate. So that's a good sign. Yeah. And by the way, Daniel on a lighter note, you know, because it's been so strange and we want everybody to stay healthy and safe for him. These are the strangest days. We didn't get to meet these guys last year. Everything was on zoom. We weren't around these guys. So when I went up to, to Kyra to introduce myself, mm -hmm. I laughed and I said, I'm the guy that's calling your games. He goes, I know who you are. Don't worry. <laughs> so the guys are listening. They're paying attention. They're watching video and uh, really good group. We know that been around Brandon. We've been around Zion and I can't wait for Valanchunas to get here as well with Devante. Those, and I know you wanted to talk about the off season, Daniel, but those are two really, really good additions. Absolutely. Well, let's get to it. And I know I, I echo what you said because, you know, we got to go to Willie Green's press conference and I got to meet him for the first time. And I was, I met him or talked to him more than I did our previous head coach last year. And that wasn't because of him. It was because of, of of health protocols and safety protocols. We didn't get to meet the whole coaching staff or meet any of the new players last year. So the fact that I got to shake his hand and actually talk to him and introduce myself, it was definitely nice to see and hear. And the fact that hopefully we can, we can do that this year again when it comes to traveling and things of like that, but we'll, we'll figure that out down the road as the, the preseason schedule has been announced. You can go to pelicans.com to read up on that, but three games on the road, one game at home. So we're getting closer and closer uh, to basketball here in the Big Easy. But I'm glad he brought up Valanchunas. I'm glad he brought up Devontae Graham. I know we touched on this with Antonio Daniels on Tuesday. And, Jim, you can discuss more if you want to add more to what we've talked about. But, Joel, um, obviously a couple of big trades for the Pelicans and getting Valanchunas. I know he's been a, a pain in our rear end whenever we face him with a division foe in the Memphis Grizzlies. And then Devontae Graham, um, one of the most improved candidates a couple of years ago. What, what do you like about those two acquisitions for the Pelicans? 
Well, start with with uh, Jonas Jonas Fallon Junis. I've known him since he came into the league. Introduced myself to him when he was a rookie, and he is a really really good young guy. So we all knew how great Stephen Adams was, and what a locker room presence, and what a great teammate. There is no drop off. Jonas is going to be the same way. Guys are really going to like him. He's going to. They're going to want to go to war with him. You want to go to battle with a guy like Valanciunas. He plays hard. Uh, what I like also is he can go high low. He can get out front, 15 to all the way to the three-point line, and that creates space for Zion. And he can drop it into Zion. Or Brandon, either one on either side of the floor. And then so and he can make free throws. Jonas, Jonas can shoot, period. He can finish. He's got good hands. He can be a double-double machine for the Pels. And then when it comes to Devontae, and I, I can't remember which site because I've been reading so much on both guys, uh, but the last five minutes of clutch games, five points or less, and the numbers for Devontae are really strong. He wants it at the end of games. We know how many heartbreaking losses the Bells had, and I won't bring up the Indiana Pacers last year, but <laughs> you know how many heartbreaking losses the Bells had last season. So I'm looking forward to the fact that you've got a real legit guy that you have to guard on the wing. Devontae can flat out, the gym is his range. He can shoot from deep. Well, if he's on the same side of the floor as, as Zion, what does that mean? That's real positive for the Pels. So both additions make a lot of sense, just like bringing in Trey Murphy, okay, who can shoot at a wing you have to guard to create space on the floor. And then also Herb, Herb Jones, 35th overall, who can defend which was a problem spot for the Pels. Both, it, it all falls into place. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they're done anyway. Yeah, Joel, I, you mentioned uh, you're not sure what site that was that you're reading. It was probably pelicans.com if I had to guess. But <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Joel doesn't read that site, though. <laughs> I love it. You're right, Jim. It was pelicans.com, and I should have mentioned that. Thank you. But to, to, <laughs> add, to add to what you're saying, I think, when I, when I look at um, Valanciunas and Graham and also the other two guys that came over from Chicago, Sadaransky and Temple, I think one of the, one of the overall themes for those guys is, is kind of skill. I think they're bringing a lot of skill to the table as far as uh, you're, you're talking about some three-point shooting from all of them, including Valanciunas, who's expanded that as part of his game in recent years. And as Joel referenced, free throw shooting, we, I don't know if we can emphasize that enough after – last year where the Pelicans were second to last in the league in percentage. And it, and that was very costly as, as Daniel and I received on many post-game phone calls, the free throw shooting was something that we hope improves and we don't have to hear about as much um, in this upcoming season. And the other thing too, with those four guys is to me, you're adding a lot of veteran experience. Joel referenced the heartbreaking losses where you had some end of game situations that went very poorly Um Joel didn't want to bring up the Indiana game. I, I'm not going to bring up the game at MSG towards the end <laughs> of how much of a disaster that was. Um, but I think these four guys, um, I've heard a lot of people talk about this in particular with Sadoransky and Temple because they're veteran guards that have been in the league for a good amount of time. They're players that don't make a lot of mistakes and they're pretty savvy and they have pretty high basketball IQ. So I'm hoping that some of this, some of these additions pay off at the end of close games because just like with the free throw shooting that was costly, I think the Pelicans lost a lot of close games last year that probably should have been wins. And unfortunately, that's also been something that's been a bit of a problem over there, not just last season, but recent years. I'm glad you didn't bring up the Portland game either at Portland. So I'm glad we're, we're not bringing up any of these 
tragic we're, losses. Uh, we're staying here. we're staying really positive here. I can tell. We are. But on the good news, again, preseason schedule is out October 4th, first game at Minnesota, then October 6th here at home against Orlando, October 8th back on the road. Seems like we play Chicago every preseason. I don't hate that at the beginning of October. And then uh, the, you know, the old Chicago, Utah road trip as Pelicans will end in Salt Lake City on October 11th. Be on the lookout for broadcast schedules when it comes to those four games at a later date. But guys, this was a good chat. We have a couple more summer league games to go. Hopefully we're talking about a championship for this team in the summer league. And then also we'll recap maybe a, a schedule next week on the horizon. I, I really appreciate the time. Good to talk some basketball with you both. And maybe we'll get together sometime. Maybe we won't. I don't know what Joel wants to do, but I appreciate the time. Yeah, but Daniel, I'm ready next week. Make a plan. Will you please? <laughs> I will. We'll make a plan. Let's do it. That's Joel Myers. That's Jim Eichenhofer. Again, we'll be back next week. We'll be recapping the Summer League for the Pelicans. Again, we'll see if a schedule comes out for New Orleans for the regular season. Also, if you want to hear from Garrett or listen to Garrett Temple's press conference, you can log on to pelicans.com or the Pelicans mobile app. Until next week, for Jim and Joel, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by CQ.